Hello, and welcome to the John G. Orrells podcast, without which life would be incomplete and have little or no meaning. I, of course, am your host, star of the show, lead, role, commander of the vessel. Who else but Tommy else? And with me, as always, is the man on the beat from johngsbeat.com, Mr. Jonathan the Ego Robleski. <laughs> that, that would be a cool uh, middle name. It's not, I, I guess I should just be happy you at least throw me in the introduction. Oh, oh boss, oh highly favored one. Well, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you know, this could be somebody's first episode and you need to set the scene, create, show the hierarchy of how this is laid out and uh, who's working for who here. So, yeah, so how you doing there, bro? I was good until you slapped me down during the introduction. I was feeling pretty good about things. And how are you? Uh, I am, I am well, I am well. Um, Got a lot of things to talk about today but uh we do um so uh last weekend you uh you attended your first nwa event i had i had gone to my first one uh, a couple months ago and had uh shared my experience here on the show and talked about it but now uh you you were there for two days covering it for press and oh, uh, wow. uh you told me a little about it but what did you think? First time going to NWA, you knew some of the people on the roster, you know, well, Billy, Billy Corgan's uh, new promotion since uh, Resistance Pro, and you were very... There were two drastically different shows. Saturday was at the rec center in Highland Park, and it was a, a benefit for Cooper Roberts, the eight-year-old uh, young boy who was shot in last year's um, July 4th parade. Yeah. Uh, and he's in a wheelchair. Uh, he looks good, you know, for being in a wheelchair, obviously. Yeah. Um, he's alert. And, and, you know, the, the cool part is everyone was treating him great. He was a star. He was a center of attention. The sad point is the next day he still wakes up in the wheelchair. So right. yeah. I don't know what his ultimate um, um, outcome will be. I don't really have details on that. But at least he had a good day and a lot of money was raised. Um, the The... Wrestling was fantastic. I, I saw Ego, uh, Robert's Ego, Anthony wrestled. Our uh, our other friend, uh, Miss Kate, wrestled as part of a uh, a tag team. Or yeah, she's, she's, she's one half of the NWA Tag Team Champions right now. She is, and as part of the press, uh, they and I have to say the press was the press score was phenomenal. They were as professional as I've ever dealt with, and they asked me uh, who I wanted to interview. I gave them a list. And they gave me Miss Kate, so I, I I I had I got to interview her prior to the event. Um, the event was fantastic. Yeah, a lot of people showed up, probably a thousand people maybe in uh, in the restaurant. And you got a chance to talk to Billy for a minute and tell him about the press and how much you appreciated that. I did. You know, and I, I like you. I hadn't seen Billy since uh, the the bizarre breakup of Resistance Pro. Yeah, and I, you know, I wasn't looking for anything from Billy. I waited until there was nobody around him. I just went up to him and simply thanked him for, um, you know, giving me the press pass, telling him that I thought his press team was completely professional. Uh, talked a few minutes, and eh, nothing major, just a couple minutes yeah, about quick, the event. Quick, quick hello, yeah, you know. yeah, and uh, and he was very nice, very appreciative, 
And that was it. And that was uh, about as good as it could be. And that was about all I wanted. Uh, Ego came up to me or I came up to him. We kind of crossed paths and it was great to see him. Yeah. Um, he was another resistance pro alum. Yeah. Marche, uh, Marche was also there. I did not get to see him. I saw him in action, but I did not get to talk to him. Yeah, um, he's uh, Marche Rocket, and he's still wrestling under a, a mask, right? Under a hood. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's very, or I should say mask. It's mask is more appropriate. It's a, I, I mean, Billy must have some plan for him or something, but um, now, do you remember if he was supposed to be a heel or a face, Marche? He was, uh, as far as I could tell, he was a heel. Okay, that's that's one reason I could see why they would put a mask on him because Shay's just got that baby face. It's sure. hard. To, it's hard to look at that guy and think he's a bad guy, you know. So if you're going to make him heal, I could see that. Otherwise, but, he's he's a very good looking guy, and you'd want to. I would think you'd want to utilize that. So, but no, for for Shay, it didn't bother me as much because um, he's he. He still was able to wrestle, and I saw him wrestle on uh, Sunday as well in in the place where you saw Studio One, which was really a tight place. Yeah. But um, Eagle wrestled on Sunday. Eagle wrestled on Saturday without the mask. Eagle wrestled on Sunday with the mask, and it, obviously he didn't go by uh, Ego. Right. Um, and and I had I had I was with my buddy Tony, and, and I had praised Ego and said as we agree that he's one of our favorite, if not my total favorite wrestler on the indie scene. I think he goes yeah. uh, a complete package. Yeah, uh, same here. But, but under the mask, like they stripped him of, of all that made him good. He didn't really talk to the crowd. He didn't really perform. He wrestled a different style. Um, I did not like it. I mean, if if that was the first time I saw him, I would have said, yeah, it was a good wrestler. It was, it was fine. You would never but, know that under that mask was like one of the most phenomenal professional wrestlers of our yes. time right now. And I say that not just on the indie scene, but in general. I mean, I, yeah. I, I hold him in extremely high regard as a professional wrestler and as a professional professional wrestler. Right. I mean, like, so I, I don't I don't know what the goal of that was, especially in Chicago. He, you know, Saturday, he got a huge ovation from the crowd. Sure, yeah, I'm sure. You know, and Sunday, it was kind of, but, you know, I I do want to mention, I'm not going to mention who this person is. I'm not even going to mention any clues about this person, whether he or she works for, or Billy or whatever. But there was a person there that, who I saw, who uh, had some affiliation with resistance. And I figured I'd see this person there. And we we started to cross paths, and this person completely did a left turn. Yeah, I thought, well, maybe that was just coincidence. So I tested the theory several times over the weekend <laughs> and got the same result each time. Well, now, I mean, granted, most people give you that response. So, that's true. But, um, you know, now, but I do know I do know who you're speaking of, and yes, I I'm, none of this surprises me. So, yeah. But I mean, here are the things. First of all, I did nothing against this person back in our pro or since our pro. During the our pro time, I did nothing but promote our pro and this person when at all possible. Mm -hmm. I was there to promote the show. I was there to cover the show. It's been 10 years since our pro, since the split. It was 2014. 2013 going into 2014 and that's yeah so it's been 10 years yeah it's been 10 years we're both adults i'm not going to mention even how old this person is but suffice it to say it's well into the adulthood i wasn't <laughs> expecting a warm hug but <laughs> right. you know yeah a smile a nod of existence 
even just walk by me without anything. But to completely walk away from me, I, I they, just thought it was... They basically did everything but give you the finger. Yeah, I mean, it was... Yeah, and I don't know. And I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm not going to get into that. It's, I wasn't it's, there for this It's part. not about that. It's just, it's, it's sad. For me, seeing that situation and, and having been a part of the, the um, split in Resistance Pro... Uh, it's sad that people that we were so close with uh, still harbor that level of anger or resentment or whatever it is that, you know, I mean, look, I, I, I was guilty of, of, uh, of that for a long time too. But I mean, even I've gotten past all of that. And honestly, well, I, I feel much better for having sort of cleansed myself of it, I have reached out to those who were in a similar camp as the person you're describing, and uh, you know, and I've tried to just you know explain my side, let them know that I you know I still love them and I still you know I miss them and their friendship and things like that, but you know, no responses from anybody, and I all I can do is say that I tried, and you know. But well, you know, you know, the thing is, over the years, even shortly after that, I did run into obviously on the Comic Con circuit, on the various wrestling circuits, whatever. I ran into several people from the resistance crew, whether they're on one side or the other. And I, I, you know, whether I was, whether I, I'm not against them, but whether we're on opposite sides, which is just ridiculous to say anyway. We, well, the thing is, is that we, we didn't, I didn't know, take a side. Well, we didn't even know there were sides until, right. they were until they were telling us that we had to pick one. And so, right. yeah, we, it was, you know, but anyway, so you've seen people from well, I've the seen other people side. When, yeah. I, when I saw them. I would greet them either professionally or courteously. And that's all that I really expect. So for, for whoever this was to, to obviously it wasn't intentional to avoid me, which I, right. I just wanted to say, like, it was just silly. And I, I, I have to mention, um, because I didn't mention him earlier, uh, I did see Jay Bradley there and I saw Jay Bradley's parents mm -hmm. and uh, the, the Jay was as, as his usual self. I, I, I saw him and he uh, he put a you know a nice choke hold on me for the photo. So well, I mean, anyone takes any opportunity they can. I've seen yeah. more than more than a few wrestlers wrap their hands around your neck and try to wring your wring your neck. So well, you're not mentioning Mr. Cage who smiled you know a big smile in our photo. Well, give it time, buddy. Give it time. But the point the, the point being that was a small negative part of of an overall fantastic weekend. But I to raise them more, right? Um, no, and I and I, I'm with you 100. percent I know the story in the background between you and this person, and me and this person, and and everything. And it's, uh, it's you know, it's a bummer that it's the way it is. But it's not like you know a huge letdown or heartbreak either. I'm not crying myself to sleep no. over it or anything. No, I just... and and to your point. You were making earlier. You saw Jay Bradley. Had you seen Marche, it would have been great. Um, um, and Ego, and those are guys who didn't particularly choose sides, but they would be considered on the other side if you really had to pick one or the other yeah. and put them on. But anytime I've seen any of them, I've gotten nothing 
I've gotten no heat from them or anything like that. They've been, they, they've been fine. Um, and uh, so it's not to blanket it with everyone who was on that side and everything. No, There's plenty, no. plenty of people. And, you know, and maybe at one time they, you know, did have a problem, but, you know, they at least can be cool and talk to you and hang out and everything now and stuff. And I don't know. So, well, that aside, though, I'm glad it was good. So you said that the first show was really great. The first show was really great. There was a lot of room. It was uh, a really nice. It was a direct center. It's very nice. There's plenty of room for everything. Uh, they had about, man, like seven or eight matches. Billy gave away or raffled off, I should say, a uh, a uh, signed guitar. And yeah, unfortunately, so. the guy that won it did not claim it, so it went to the next person. Oh, and, wow. And as you would as you would know, like that is a, I, I believe it was a used guitar from a, a show actually so like that's got a ridiculous value to it yeah One of no i i saw pictures of it yeah he gave away a real nice acoustic guitar that he signed and yeah. uh i mean yeah oh no whoever missed out on that oh god i can't even imagine if i like was in the bathroom or whatever and i came back and they're like well you missed well, and the it. thing that is they, <laughs> they, they did it at the intermission which you know the theoretically the person did not even leave Right. You know, like at least if they did it at the end of the show, well, maybe the person had to leave early or whatever. They did it after, at intermission, which is about an hour into the show. Yeah. And then Sunday, um, Sunday was a little, uh, a little clunky. They they had a little trouble opening the doors. Uh, um, there was some issue with the lock, but once they did, everything went smooth. We got in. Uh, yeah, the crowd was uh, the crowd was mild. The crowd on Saturday was much much more vocal. But the show was still fun. The the our or our pro the NWA um, the announcer guys that that were getting the show, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. they were really good. They were joking with the crowd. They they knew enough about Chicago to make some jokes. Sure. Um, um, and then the matches went on, and it was a long day of wrestling. There were two separate tapings: the two o'clock and the six o'clock. Um, I had originally heard there'd be like 70 matches. There was no one near 70 matches, but there were a lot of matches. Yeah, when I had seen them, that was the thing I uh, I had w experienced was it was just like, it was very uh, um, AEW style of just going like one match yeah. after another, after another, after another. Um, Kyle Davis was one of the announcers, the, the bald yes, guy. Yes, yes. Kyle Davis, I, I, he's my favorite of the, of the two. I like, I, I like him a lot. Um, and the only reason I really know much about him because I don't really watch NWA, but, um, when Billy was putting out his uh, latest album, he had a podcast that he did once a week and he actually had those two guys on there with him as his co-hosts. And it was interesting because, um, you know, they're good on the mic and conversation, everything, but they're not like hardcore smashing pumpkins fans so they right. can come they right. can come at them with you know honest questions and stuff like that and not know every little you know like if i was on there i wouldn't i probably wouldn't ask the same questions because i i know the basics of everything so i would be looking into deep dive stuff that might other people might not care you fanboy I, you know, in the, in the beginning, I probably, it would be tough because, you know, there's, I, I could sit and, you know, ask them questions all day, every day and never get to the end of it. But, but yeah, yeah when, I I fan, when I interviewed Susie Quacho, the first couple of minutes, I was fanboy and I had to like check myself back, back yeah. into regular. 
Yeah, but I like Kyle Davis. He's he seems like a fun dude. So um, the next the next uh, TV taping is uh, NWA seventy five, uh, late August in St. Louis, and I would go. I absolutely would go for the road trip, but um, I have to cover a- athletes unlimited softball in Rosemont, so I will not go to that. But I would certainly would go to another uh, NWA show. It was it was well worth it, and like I said, the the press team uh, tops. Just unbelievably professional. Thanked each one of the four or five guys I was dealing with, and each one of them uh, sent me a, a separate thank you. Oh, nice. Well, good. Well, I'm glad you had a good time out there. You've been uh, hanging out in Highland Park with, uh, with the NWA and us going to Zuzu's and, you know, this guy's uh, planting his flag out there. Well, yeah, hey, it, it's a good show, and Zuzu's was good food. Yeah. Um, so, I got uh, in the basement here, you know, in the rec room there, uh, there's this big uh, sort of counter that was built for one of the walls. And it's, uh, you've seen it? Didn't I? Well, I've seen the basement. I've seen the area. Oh, well then you, yeah, you might've seen it. Um, It's where we have the slot machine sitting on it. Yeah. Um, Right. So the thing is like nine feet long by, I don't know, three and a half feet wide, roughly, I don't know, something like that. And uh, uh, the guy who runs the runs it, he built that thing and he has bought a ton of stuff for the bar and and there's just only so much room. It's like he's out there and he sees something somewhere for a deal and then he grabs it and then it sits in another room in storage and it's like he's got all this stuff and it's piling up but you know it's like he wants to get it in the bar because that's what it was bought for so he decides he's going to get rid of this big uh uh counter it's the only way i can describe it it's a it's a counter with just drawers and and um cabinet doors on it and stuff tons and tons of storage inside of it because it's so damn big so he asked me if I wanted it. And at first I was like, well, I don't know where the hell I'd put it, you know, but where my TV was, you know, you've seen, I, I, I had it kind of sitting on a couple of uh, TV trays and yeah. uh, not the most stable thing for my flat screen to be sitting on and everything. And so he well, said, just, cat. yeah. And he's like, just get rid of that stuff. And then we'll slide that thing in there instead. And then you've got that. And then you get all the storage and everything. And I was nice. like, right on. Sounds good. Well, didn't fit in the elevator. That was, I was really upset. Yeah. Which I, from the get go was like, I don't know how you can get this thing upstairs. You know, I mean, I mean, cause I'm on the fifth, I'm on the top floor, which is the fifth floor. And this thing's in the basement. So well, that's your elevator. Cause you couldn't put it on an angle. No, I mean, it's, it's the elevator, I think is like eight feet or something like that. But but then on the angle, you gain an extra feet. But it's still the, the, to get to that angle, the elevator has to be a certain width too. And it Uh just, it just couldn't do it. Now the countertop part of it, the top part of it comes off. And that is, uh, that was thin enough that we could get it in there, you know, and so that could go up in the elevator, but the big wooden, the breast of the part, the heaviest part and most awkward wasn't going on the elevator. So a couple days ago, um, one of our former guests, Mr. Joseph White of Whitney Collectibles actually volunteered, came to me 
and said, hey, you want me to help you get that up, up to your place? Now, I would have done that. You didn't tell me. I wouldn't drag you all the way out here from Skokie to do that. Well, you unlike were... you, I'm a dear friend. It would help. <laughs> you would have bought me a Coke, maybe, a, you know. Get you a Mexican Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I I hate 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 moving stuff and this the only way this thing was going up was up the stairs so um and so for him to come out and just volunteer and be like yeah i'll come out I'll, you know because he actually used to work at rena center years ago and so he used to be moving stuff big appliances and things like that all the time and so you know i don't have the eye for the angles and that sort of stuff to to get it what are you shaking your head at you know look I, well, I, I got to be good at everything, you know? Well, yeah. how good? It's like you got to think. You got to figure out how hard is it to figure out angles? Look, you know, my brain just doesn't work that way when it comes Your to this brain stuff. brain just doesn't work. You, you I, I, right I, there. I never took geometry or anything like that. Or, you need you know, geometry to move something. I just, I'm just saying it's not my area. All right, buddy? It's not my area. So anyway, he was kind enough to come out and uh, and then um, Jeff, the, um, the the guy who built it and is giving the thing to me was there as well. And so uh, between the three of us, we pushed that big bastard up six flights of stairs in a real humid hallway or a stairwell. And uh, man, we got it. But holy cow. Wouldn't it be up five flights of stairs? No, because we were coming from the basement. So And what floor are you on? The fifth. So there's five flights. Well, there's one flight to get up to the ground floor. And right. Then... Okay, fine. So fi all right, fine. Apparently you know, you're not good at math either. I'm not. I just said I like I could I can't do geometry. I didn't even so make, arithmetic I, and geometry are out. I never made it through uh algebra. Um which I'll get to. I can tell that in a second. But the point is, is we get the thing in, get it in my place. It's all set. It's great. Now, one of the things Jeff did for me was, is he cut a hole in the countertop in the back so that the cords for the TV and the video games and all that stuff could just go down through there. And then there's a hole in the back of the thing. So, um, and I had him cut it fairly wide just because I didn't want like cords stuffed through, you know, like a little circle or something like that. And plus who knows if I get something else down the road that, you know, I was going to have some more cables or whatever. So it's not huge. I'd say it's like two and a half inches by six or something like that. You know, it's, it's more of a slot than anything. So I have that thing in there for probably less than five minutes. And what is that sound? Did you hear that? Sound like a siren? Sound like a like a tornado siren? Drone or something. Anyway, um, but I get this thing in there. It's not in there for five minutes, and the cat has already jumped down into that hole and is now inside the cabinet walking of around. I was like, oh great. You know, because now she knows she can do that. And I mean, I'm going to have to figure out a way to cover the thing up or something. I mean, once I put, start putting some stuff in there, it'll probably be in the way enough that maybe she won't go down there. But I was no, like, you know, no, no, she'll still go down she'll, there. You got to yeah, cover that hole. Yeah, yeah. 
So, and uh, she also just celebrated her third birthday. Happy birthday, Lily. Three years of Lily Else. Uh, does Lily Else have a middle name? She does not. Uh, and I initially was trying to think of one and then I just decided she's got so many nicknames that it's like, it's not even, I, you know, I, I call, I rarely call her by her actual name. So like if I called her by her name, I don't think she'd respond. So, <laughs> cause I call her, I call her about a thousand other things. And, uh, but yeah, so it was her birthday. So she got treats in the morning. You know, she usually gets a little some at night before I go to bed, you know, but she got treats in the morning. She, uh, I, I, I got her, she's got her favorite toy, but she keeps that, you know, she uses it enough that she breaks them after a while. So she was due for a replacement. So I renewed her favorite toy, got her another one and she got treats again at night. So it was a double treat day. Spent some time playing, took a nap in my lap for a little while. So she had a good day. So three years and uh, yeah, very happy. It's uh, having hers always. It's it's been a it was one of the better decisions I ever made. So I, yeah, I miss I miss having a cat. Yeah, it's it is nice. It is nice. She you know every day either makes me at least smile or laugh at some point, and that's one more smile and laugh than I would have had had I not had her. You know, and she's a bit of a cuddler. Oh, she is. And she's, yeah. you know, she's sat in your lap. I mean, if she, yeah. can up, if she can put up with you, I mean, that's really speaks of her. I'm going to ignore that and move right past. But no, yeah, she's, um, it's funny because she, like, if you go to pet her, you can pet her for about like five to 10 seconds. And then she might try to take a little nip at you or something like that. But if you just leave her alone and don't do anything, she'll just come over and walk up and she's very presumptuous in this way but she just comes and then she sits in your lap and then she walks in a circle and finds her spot and then you're stuck <laughs> and then she's in your she's in your I know lap. that feeling yeah it's a good one though but um but yeah i mean pretty much you know my buddy ian and uh bryce and Kristen and all the people who come by here and stuff i mean yeah, you just got to be careful, you know, petting her. The one guy who can get away with it is Ian. Ian, Ian seems to be able to, to pet her without her nipping at him. But if she does, he's good about just throwing her ass off of his lap, which is what people need to do. Because the problem but is... But her nips are, are like, I mean, she did nip at me. They're bad enough. They're bad enough. I've, I've been... No, no. I mean, they weren't bad, though. Like, it wasn't like I, like I felt my finger being chewed off. No, but I don't want her doing that to in anyone. I understand I, that. And the problem That's is... why you need to train her, though. Well, she's three years old, and she ain't going to learn anything new now. Proper parenting. You drop the ball. Buddy, I've been trying to keep her from biting since the day I got her home. What do you want? I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I'm not a cat trainer either. I'm sorry. I don't oh, know God. how to move furniture and I don't know I'm how to train I'm not a cat it. trainer. I can't move furniture. I can't do math. <laughs> it's like a, a litany of excuses. Look, you know, this is why I have other people who come and do this. You have to delegate to those who are, are better at things than you are, you know? But that way. What are you good at? Well, I'm, I'm certainly great at hosting a podcast, that's for sure. And, Carry yeah. You. So that's yeah. that's one talent. You're good at co-hosting a podcast. Uh, but no, with my math, when I was in uh, when I was in high school, 
I, uh, I, I, I wasn't good at math. And it was also by far and away the most homework of any class. I mean, you went home literally like with 100 math problems a night that you had to work on. And I just like would be, I, I, I can't do it. My, my, I don't know if it's attention deficit or whatever, but like I get like five minutes into it. I'm antsy and I'm, you know, I can't concentrate. And then when I would get it, when I would do it all and get it in and turn it in, I like, it's, you know, a hundred questions and there's 80 red marks going down each one of them. Wrong, 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 wrong. So my guidance counselor, I think it was sophomore year, I had been in, uh, it was, it was like pre, like a pre-algebra class. They had like algebra one, part one and algebra one, part two. I barely got through algebra one, part one. Then I did algebra one, part two, and I was really bombing, really bombing. And my guidance counselor calls me and talks to me about everything. And, uh, because my other grades weren't that great. I was never really a great student. So you can add that to another to the list of things that I'm not good at. But I got uh, to start writing these things. Now. <laughs> but he said, hey, if you didn't have to do math, do you think you would do better in your other subjects? I said, sure, you're killing you're taking off like an hour and a half to two hours a night of, of homework just right there. You know, and yeah, I could focus easier. Like I'm better at like, uh, you know, like history and stuff like that, you know, like reading, learning a story, you know, dates and, and what happened and stuff like that. Science I'm no good with, very math related, you know, but like English, that sort of stuff. Jim, real good at Jim, took a lot of phys ed classes. So he actually said, all right, let's take you out of math and see how that goes. And and my grades went up. Take and, you out of math. That's the solution. Yeah. And <sighs> and while I'm still not entirely sure how this was legal or okay, I never took another math class the rest of high school and wow. graduated. I never I got all I got I took one year of algebra and I made it maybe a month or two into sophomore year. And then I haven't had a math class since then. Wow. Now I'm no good at math now for sure. I mean, I, I mean, I can do the basics, you know, balance my checkbook and all that. Two sort plus of stuff. three. Six. And you close know, enough. I, yeah. Uh, well, let's see. And that's the thing is I was like close enough should be fine for anybody, you know, but the, the teachers didn't see it that way. Well, here, I won't so, rub it in. And but, do the in the yang but uh but it's amazing because i i believe the the state or whoever has some requirements of you know yeah you want to get your high school diploma revoked i gotta talk <laughs> there's something else i gotta i gotta check into that i i will never know how i got away with it but i mean i was very grateful my grades did go up and then by the time i got to senior year i had taken care of basically all the stuff that you had to and my senior year, it was, I, I started off the day with, I was a teacher's assistant for a phys ed class for freshmen. Then I had, uh, I had uh, outdoor ed, second hour. Then I did uh, strength training, weightlifting, the next class. Then I had lunch. Then I took photography. Then I had, 
think outdoor ed or something like that. Oh, jeez. Did you, ever, I, did you like watch TV? Was that another class that I take? Did I list my classes? And then, and then I did, uh, and then I took a marketing class. And the only reason I did that was because the guy who taught it was like my favorite teacher in the entire world. And I had taken business and the consumer with him. And so I took marketing with him and uh, he was my last class of the day. And I did this purposefully so that on the final day of high school, my last class would be with him. And then I had early dismissal and I got out of there. So okay. I basically spent senior year in gym class all okay. day long. So here's my senior year. I actually, real quick, I actually wore my gym uniform all day because- Here's my senior year. There was no point in taking it off. Go ahead. I started off with religion because I went to Catholic high school. Oh, God, that's a rough first thing in the morning. Then calculus. Mm. Then existential literature. Oh, my God. <laughs> then advanced English. Yeah. Then German. Oh. And then I forgot there was some, another literature class I had to take, like philosophical literature. Yeah. While you were having a freaking cakewalk. I was taking college. Well, level. but ultimately, I mean, it, it played into what we ended up in our respective fields. I mean, like all of the literature and everything. I mean, you're a writer, you're, you're a reporter and stuff. You know, I'm a personal trainer. A bit, you know, honestly, I was really seriously set on being a, a phys ed teacher, especially when I was doing that class where I got to help, you know, lead the class. They had a they had a, a an overabundance of freshmen um that year and so basically the 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 phys ed classes had too many kids for like just a regular right one gym teacher to handle so um i would meet with the, the the teacher and they'd basically give me like this is what i want you to do with them and stuff and then we'd split the class and then i'd take them out to the field or to the track or whatever it was we were doing and you know and it was funny because because they were freshmen uh it took them a f couple of months before they realized that I also was a student and that I wasn't just, <laughs> I mean, I was, I, it's not like I looked older or anything, but you know, when you're, you know, a yeah, freshman, a freshman a to old. a seat, when you're that old, a senior seems old and, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, and I could have been a college guy or something maybe, you know, but, and then up until then, they were always very respectful. They were always, you know, you know, real, polite and everything and then eventually enough people had seen me like in the hall with my backpack and then somebody's older brother or sister was like oh yeah no i'm buddies with him yeah no i got i take english with him or whatever and they're like he's a student and then the word got out right away and then everybody was like uh, you know we're gonna screw with this guy so then i had like a whole nother situation but i loved it i was like i had a lot of fun and the funny thing was is that at the end of the year as i was getting ready to graduate I had gone to the phys ed department and I knew all the coaches and I knew all the gym teachers and stuff like that. And, um, and I talked to the ones I was closest with and, and, and everything and wanted to get their advice about like, you know, what should I do going for forward after high school so that I can get this gig? You know, I saw them, these guys are wearing t-shirts and shorts to, to work every day. They get the summers off. They don't have homework to grade. I was like, this is a, this is a sweet deal, sweet deal. You know, every one of them told me, don't be a gym teacher. And it was because at the time 
a lot of schools were really scaling back and even phasing out phys ed. He's, and, and they said there's a lot of teachers out there already looking for jobs that they can't get, and they're, and they're going to be scaling back on it as, as well. So you're going to be going into a market that's going to be really hard to get a job. And then even then the pay, you know, won't be that great. Now, some of the gym teachers at my school were making some serious money, but they had also been 20 some years into it and, and, and everything, you know, they came from a different time and different pace structure. So, so that's why I didn't become a gym teacher, but otherwise that's, that was the plan. So now see, I had a completely opposite, um, uh, experience in, in high school. I was a very good student. I was ranked very highly. I took ridiculously hard classes because we really didn't have a choice. But so you have to tell me if I told it, did I tell the story of, of being ripped off of my, my uh, class medal? I don't believe so. I don't think so. So Carmel, very Mount Carmel high school, very uh, competitive in every facet of the world. would give out uh, every class, individual class, like biology, chemistry, or whatever, every individual class would, would have the top student would get a medal. And then a runner-up medal. So senior year, I kicked really, I kicked butt, and I won uh, three medals. Man. So I was at the uh, at the uh, you know, I did the whole awards banquet, whatever. And then the, a couple of days later in school, I was, one of the t uh, teachers was talking to me, and he goes, "Yeah, you really cleaned up. You know, you, you would have had a clean sweep, except we had to change it." And I said, well, "What do you mean?" And he goes, well, you won three. And, you know, we didn't really want you to have, like, we didn't think it was fair for you to, to walk away with all the medals. You really, I mean, and I go, well, what, what are you talking about? And he said, well, you were the top student in every one of your classes. You would have had seven medals. And we just we just didn't think that was fair. I go, what are you, that's not fair? So it's it's, it's no, fair I, to, to, to steal my medals? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. No, that's look, if you earned it, then you earned it. I mean, if you got if you got seven medals and you swept the whole thing, well, then too bad for the people who didn't, you know, that's just that's how it that's how it goes. You know, it's like, it's like you get to the World Series and we're like, you know, well, we're not going to let you play because you've had all you've already you've had a great season. You've already yeah. had a really great season. Lucky. I mean, you've been beating the hell out of everybody. Do you really need to go and win the World Series? You know, come on. You know, it's yeah, you don't you don't punish someone because they were doing so good. And then he like I got accused of being petty. And I said, well, look, I, I mean, well, that I can't. Argue I don't give it. I, I don't care about the medal. It's not that. But it's the rationale of. Right. Uh, yeah. like, it, was, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, you are petty, but I understand what well, you're saying. Well, I admit I'm petty, but I mean, that was just, that was ridiculous. Why did he tell me? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the other thing is just don't even say anything at that point. You, if you didn't know, you wouldn't have cared, you know, but yeah. it's not like you were going to go and double check the scores to make sure that, you know, but. So that's my tale of woe. Man. Well, I, uh, I'm just glad I made it through high school at all, graduated. I took German as well, and that went just about as well as math did for me. I, uh, I got to write that down. I barely, I barely got through the first year of German. And the reason I took German was because all of my closest friends were taking German. Same. And so, and we were all in the same class. It was the first yeah. hour freshman year, our very first class in high school. And I was in a room with people. I knew almost all of them. Same. 
and um and the teacher was also one of my favorite teachers even though i sucked at german i still loved her she was great she was very funny and she was had a really good teaching style and everything i just the thing is is you know like when you start learning into language and the way that they were teaching it and they're talking about you know conjugated verbs or whatever things are and stuff it's like i don't know how that applies to english let alone to german like if you you could ask me the same question about you know the formatting of a sentence in english and i still wouldn't know what you were talking about so to, then to try to you know translate that into german i could remember certain words and stuff but like if if i tried to make a proper sentence where you know like for instance du bist ein dummkopf well, I know what Doomcough means, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, I, 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 I took four years in high school, and then when I went to, to DePaul, I uh, I signed up for German again as a, uh, a beginner German, you know, because it was I had to take it as whatever, like an arts thing, or whatever. And it so happens that that the teacher there was one of my German teachers in high school, and he goes, well, "What are you doing?" That's why I, I, I want an easy A. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's offered to me. I wanted easy. And I, of course, I got an A. But he's like, well, you're not learning anything. And I go, I'm learning plenty of my other classes. Please. Right. <laughs> yeah, I got through. So I, I might have, I probably got like a D or something in German the first year and just barely made it out. And then sophomore year, was German two or whatever the next one up was. And it was taught by uh, this woman, Frau Garcia. No, uh, that doesn't even make sense. Well, no, now here's, and here's the funny thing. She actually, she actually taught both German and Spanish. Um, but she herself was German, but, okay. she, but she married a Garcia. Okay. But the name does sound very contradictory. But then when you learn that she taught both English and Spanish, then it kind of almost made sense, too. So now she was like the complete opposite of my freshman year German teacher. I mean, she was just a tyrant and I know <laughs> nobody liked her. Nobody liked her. So here I am in a subject that I already suck at, you know, and and now I have to deal with her. And she didn't quite have a sense of humor about my inability to to learn German the way that, you know, my former teacher did. So that was another one that after about two months, I kicked that off of the, the, the schedule too. And again, I think that you needed to have a certain amount of, uh, I don't think you legitimately graduated. <laughs> foreign languages. And I never, I never went back. I never took another German class. I, I, yeah, but... I, I really, I got to talk to the board <laughs> of education. I, I really am. I don't, I don't know. I, there must, I don't know how I got through, but somehow, yeah, uh, my, I, you know, my, my guidance counselor was a pretty easygoing guy. You know, it was like, ah, oh, you don't like it. You're not any good at it. Let's get you out of there. Well, yeah. Yeah. Why, why bother? You know? <laughs> yeah. So when you were in, uh, when you were in German, did you have to have a, a, a German name you went by? No, no, we didn't do anything that silly. I mean, obviously. We went through the class and everyone had to say their name in German, which I would be Johan. But no, we didn't. Uh, we didn't call each other that. We had to. Yeah. We had to call the the teacher, um, Herr uh, Herr uh, Livingston, and the first one was uh, priest. So I think we called him just Father Father oh, or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, in most of, I'm pretty sure in all of the foreign language classes in our school, like everyone had a pick. You didn't use your name necessarily. Uh, you pick from a list of ethnic names to the language you were le learning. Well, yeah, why would anything be rash on your school? Just do whatever you want. It's all chaos. <laughs> so, I uh, want to be Fred today. Well, one of my, my buddy Pete, he was Fritz. Uh, and then um, there was, you know, like people had different, you know, and my, my name was Norbert. I picked Norbert. That's funny because one of my best friends, uh, he actually unfortunately uh, killed himself a few years back, but he, uh, one of my best friends, one of my first friends ever from like four years old, uh, his middle name was Norbert and his father's name was Norbert. Yeah, I just looking at the list of names, I thought that was one of the more uh, had had some of the most character to it. So I was like, all right. Oh, so they at least gave you a list to pick. You didn't just no, I, I didn't, didn't like any of those names. Why couldn't you just come up with something else? I want well, to be called Stardust. In, in in the back of the in the back of the German book, there was like you know three four pages or whatever of just lists of names. Yeah, but if you just went to your counselor and said, "I don't like these names," I'm sure you would have said, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> They're going off for lunch. They'd be like, you don't need a German name. Don't worry about it. Just yeah. let them call you whatever. So here's 10 bucks for lunch. So, uh, but it was funny because every time, you know, in my first year, uh, Frau Thiel uh, was the teacher and she would be, Mensch, Norbert. Like she'd be yelling at me and calling me Norbert. And, you know, it's like, I'm like, you know, coming in late to class. Mensch, you know, <laughs> just... <laughs> She had some saying that she said in, in German, and if I, I would have to ask someone who was in the class with me, because there's a couple guys who might still remember, but she some it was some German saying about how she was going to throw you out into the last puddle, and she said it in German all the time, and I got it almost exclusively all the time. I mean, like, she said that to me all the time. About, like, she was so frustrated sometimes. Like, I'm going to throw you I out. Know, I understand that feeling. <laughs> so... But I loved her, man. I, I, and, and on my, you know, as I was getting ready to graduate and leave and stuff, I mean, like I, I, over the years after freshman year, I would always stop by her class just to say, Hey, and you know, and stuff, you know, if I saw her in the hall, I'd stop and talk to her. She was awesome. One of my, one of my all time favorites, probably top two in my top two for uh, teachers I ever had. So. I can't say I had too many favorite teachers at Mont Carmel. It was a very, um, it was a very jack-oriented school. Oh wait, are we talking about college now? I forgot. What I'm talking. talking I'm talking high school because yeah, you, I, 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 you know, you can imagine that with my uh, uh, issues in high school, I didn't exactly find college an appealing uh, road to go down. <laughs> Their guidance counselors there might not be as easy on me, so. <laughs> And that's going to cost a lot more money to drop classes and stuff like that. Well, see now, in reverse, in college, I actually lucked out because I don't know how this happened. But after freshman year, I wasn't getting a class. I was like getting really screwed on my classes. And I went to the, the head of the guidance council. I don't know how I even got to her. Like, I didn't even go to my council. I somehow got to the top. And I just said, look, I'm tired of, of getting screwed out of my classes. Like, I got a class at 5 o'clock at night. It's 2, 7 in the morning. And I, I must have like, I don't know how, but from then on, I just turned in what classes I wanted and she gave me everything. She gave me everything I wanted the rest of the, the my years at DePaul. Nice. And to make matters even better, she eventually left DePaul 
and was like a chief aide at uh, Playboy. And he invited my friend and I to come out to the Playboy building downtown Chicago. And we watched a couple of centerfold shoots. Oh, really? Yeah, like after college, yeah. Now, did you uh, did you get the magazines that you saw get get shot? Of course, strictly for research purposes. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. No, I would have. It's a souvenir. You can you can say I was there when they I shot was there. These, these pictures. Absolutely, no, yeah. for sure. You still got them, and that was crazy. Are they are they under your under your pillow right now? No, they're in a box somewhere. Or did you like frame the centerfold up on the on the wall? No, I don't know if we saw the centerfold. I, I forgot who oh, we just, saw. Yeah, yeah. We saw some. We saw a couple of photo shoots though. And what year was it? Nineteen eighty-eight, eighty-nine, okay. somewhere around there. Okay, just trying to get an idea of like you know kind of girls they might be uh, having. In they were good looking. Eighty-eight. There's some good stuff in eighty-eight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, uh, yeah, I'm a 20 year old kid. <laughs> or you know, oh yeah, no, I would have. I wouldn't have said. I wouldn't have said no either. I would have been there. I mean, the know, I'd go right. I'd still go today. Yeah. Yeah, unless the chick <laughs> had like you know six eyes, and even then, who cares? Well, that's cool though. I uh, so here's a weird Playboy story, um, and I'll bet you know what this is too, because this seems, this seems like something you would know. Um, the year I was born in 1979, um, the playmate of the month, I believe, uh, it was in August of 79. She was, I don't know if she was a centerfold or if she was just in the magazine, but I'm pretty sure she was the centerfold for that. And then like within like the next few weeks or a month or something like that, she was murdered. Dorothy Stratton. Maybe, does that sound, I don't remember the name. Is that her? It, pro it might probably is, yeah. They made a movie about her. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe. Well, Dorothy Stratton, I believe, was one. Um, you have to look August of seventy nine, whatever the, the 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 girl was. So, my parents. So my father, for whatever reason, had bought that August play of nineteen eighty. Sorry. Okay. August fourteenth, nineteen eighty. Okay. That's when she was killed. Yeah. Okay. So my father had bought the Playboy from the month and year that I was born. It's like to give me, you know, 20 years down the road or something like that. And then the whole thing happened with her. So then <laughs> my parents cut out like all the newspaper clippings and stuff that were about this. And it was a big story and, and everything. And they kept it inside of that Playboy. And now I, and then, so a couple of years, a few years ago, my mother still had it, had it. I had seen it before, but, um, but she still had it and she gave it to me. And I just, it was just like a very bizarre present to get for your, she oh, gave it to me. yeah, on my birthday. It's like, here's the centerfold from when you were born. Here's the brutal murder that took place. <laughs> following it I can't remember. but i still have i still have the magazine and i still have the original newspaper clippings from that whole thing so that's my there was a movie about her and i forgot who played her um yeah i, I can't remember who played her yeah so that's that's my keep play talking, i'll find it keep talking 
Well, you got drag. Come on, pick it up. <laughs> it's like it's, it, it's like it's like when someone says, "Tell me a joke," and it's like you know, you, I, I don't know. What well, you, you just do? talked about how you know you 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 run a, a great podcast. Here it is: uh, Death of a Centerfold, the Dorothy Stratton story. And now I got to find out who was in it. Top credits. Come on. Stars Jamie Lee Curtis, Bruce White's, Robert Reed. Oh, wow. Jamie Lee Curtis as Dorothy Stratton. Wow, there you go. Robert yeah. Reed, man. Man, Mr. Brady. Mr. Brady, I don't think he played a good guy. I, I don't think. <laughs> I, I could be wrong. Well, maybe he was the murderer. Maybe. I don't I don't even know how it like what happened, but you know, it it's not, I am I'm sure I'm I mean I don't remember. I, it's in the articles, but um yeah. So that's well how uh, about that? We each have a Playboy story. Yeah. Well yours is Grizzly, mine is yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I just remember her giving me that, my mother my mother giving me that, and I just like I just didn't know what to think about it. I was just kinda like, okay, well, it's historic. I I guess I guess. Um, well, I think we've uh, I think we've covered everything for today, and then some. Yes. So, I got a uh, long list of things I got to check out about you, though. I got to call the board of. Education. <laughs> I look. You know what? It's entirely possible that maybe I didn't legally graduate. I've got a diploma. I've got the thing. It's in, I just saw it the other day in my storage when I was going through my stuff. So it's it's there now. I don't know if they can revoke it or. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna we'll we'll see. So so you would like to see me lose my high school diploma? You'd like to see me stripped of my? I just want justice. My high school. If, if you don't deserve it, you shouldn't have it. Nothing personal. I did everything but German and math. I mean, come on. It's, it's like forty. <laughs> German, that's like two of the six subjects. That's 33%. Ah, you know. Well, what I, I, I'm struggling with physics and calculus and existential literature. Hey, you know what? And you're I, watching, you know, does he do right on cartoons? That's absolutely right. I didn't, I didn't envy for one second the people. I had a lot of friends, a lot of friends of mine were all like in honors classes and all that sort of stuff. Oh, it sounded awful. I'm like, why it would you awful. do that? Like, why would you do that to yourself? I mean, like, meter yourself. Get a B once in a while, and then you don't have to take all these crazy classes and stuff. And be busting well, yeah, your ass. Except and... I wanted to get into a good college and get a scholarship, which yeah, I did. See, I never cared. I was never worried about <laughs> it. I wanted to get out of high school with a college with a with a high school diploma, and that was it. You know, that's all I that's all I needed. I I knew I knew more or less unless I was going to actually follow through on being a, a gym teacher that I was not going to be going to college. So, and yet here um, we are just podcasting together. Yeah. But I mean, you know, yeah, resistance I, brought us together and I still, I still get to wear a t-shirt and shorts to work every day. You so know? Do I. <laughs> I, mean, I don't have to wear a shirt and tie. I don't have a boss do I. I have to deal with. So I mean I'm I'm a happy guy. It worked out uh, as am I. See, so it, it you know worked out. So it was uh, Mr. Ranzini who caught caught me all those breaks. Mr. Ranzini. Well, I will be I will be looking him up as well. So yeah, see what uh, see what a good old Ranzini's got to say about it. I know other other friends of mine who had him as their uh, their. Now don't drag concept. other people down with you. 
No, no, no. I was all I was gonna say is that they always all spoke very highly of him too, and that he was a really yeah. Dead. Pro probably a whole dead old graduate. <laughs> what school is this? We need to look into this. This is Glenbard East. Glenbard East. Glenbard East. If you Lombard. graduated in, in uh, whatever era that was, you might want to parents. You might want to check into that. Glenbard East and employers. Employers, <laughs> check this out. <laughs> hey, if they're checking it out. I have made it to 44 years old with a business of my own for 14 years. And if it, if I did not earn my high school diploma, I did it all in spite of it. So but that doesn't matter. The, the girl that, um, who was the, the girl that her parents bought her way into the university? Uh, uh, what's her name? Um, oh, come on. You know, her, her, the mother was on, um, the mother was not in that, uh, show with, the um bob saget yeah full house yeah no yeah, i know the, i don't know what her daughter's name is but i know who she i know who you're talking what was the about. mother's name i can't think of it i i don't i can't think but of it. but yeah she had the daughter they bought her way into college mm -hmm. and now she's, and she's a jail. big success now but she still had to go to jail yeah yeah well i didn't buy my way into anything i'm not going to jail i didn't do i didn't you know at, at you know at worst they'll strip me i don't know or maybe they'll like you know put a retraction in the lombardian or whatever or the daily herald and say you know public notice thomas a else the third is uh no longer an official graduate of glenbard east high school just saying justice i'm, I'm well, i'll tell you i ain't going back to take a math and german class anywhere Lori so. laughlin yes you got it there you go yeah all right well on full house on that note of Lori Laughlin. That's a good note too. For the John G. Orals podcast. I of course have been who else? But Tom else. Oh, I was just Tom? going for the, I was going for the reaction. Oh, that's what they called <laughs> me in high school. That's what they called me in high school. No, I of course has always have been Tom who else but Tommy else and with me as always. It's the man in his orange NWA t-shirt supporting the cause from johngsbeat.com, Mr. John Robleski. <laughs>